namaste everyone and a happy pre-thanksgiving to everyone i am so excited about thanksgiving this is, i'm gonna have my second annual uh thanksgiving shebang at my house it's gonna be so exciting and i'm thrilled about it i didn't used to be really excited about the holidays um just based on my own resistance to everything uh in the past but now that i'm more abundant and more non-resistant and more accepting of life and all of its glory. I look so forward to all of this that's coming up in the next five, six weeks. So I hope you are all in that space too. And with that all, today I want to talk about acceptance and what comes as a result of acceptance, which is a flow of abundance and an abundant mindset. So without further ado, here we roll. So I guess this all starts, you know, Thanksgiving is is a time to experience gratitude. It's also a time to be with friends and family and eat good food and nurture ourselves and find a sense of coziness in life that really uh, just gets exciting when you have reasons to have all of your people around you and, and just feel that cozy sense of warmth and grace that's just so easily accessible this time of year. But like, why can't we have this any time of the year, you know? Um, there's no reason why not. I think as humans, as a, as a species, we have a tendency to love to celebrate generally around this time of year. And it goes all the way back to the pagan traditions of the winter solstice. Like this is just a time where humans from a very, very early time like to celebrate holidays. And it's um, there's something about it, you know, you can feel it in the air, you can feel it in the energy, you can feel it in the cosmos. And so uh, it's, a, it's just a beautiful time to feel that sense of abundance. It's also a reason why we have a tendency to gift give this time of year, you know, with abundance, we feel great, uh, grateful, we feel um, very gracious, we feel um, generous and all of these these beautiful things that happen in our lives. So in, in looking at this, I want to talk about how we can really achieve this, not just this time of year, but all the time. And so much of it is, is, is non-resistance, right? Non-resistance or acceptance. When we talk about acceptance, that can be a really big term and it can be like, uh, you know, of course I accept everything or, uh, like I can't accept anything. Um, and, uh, and, and non-resistance is, is kind of, you know, it's the same thing. It's, it's the lack of resistance, right? So we're looking at, at our ability to go with the flow, quite literally, to flow like a river, to move like water. And I've been using water. Water, she moves me. She really does. Water is this amazing force of beauty and grace that in my life presents a sense of evenness and balance that kind of nothing else does. Maybe that's the case for you, too depending on your earthen elements and your air elements and your fire and your all of the things that exist within you. But water is a beautiful thing. And I like to think of it in the way of like how a river creates a new tributary or a new um, creek or, you know, something like this. Like the Finger Lakes, you know, are all based on a big body of water and a current that's relatively strong moving in other directions and slowly eroding the land over the course of time. 
And then you could even just think of like right around here in the, I live in Southern Alamance County, really close to um, also Chatham County where Pittsburgh, North Carolina is, and then also close to Orange County where Chapel Hill is. So I live in this little wonderful area and there's a tremendous amount of water all around me. And I love to watch it. So the Cane Creek is a relatively large creek that looks more like a river, but it's a tributary to the Haw River, which is a larger river. And then the Cane Creek, which is right next to my property boundaries, has all these little creek tributaries that come off of it. And I love to just sit and watch and watch and how, how it like creates these ravines. And over the course of time, you know, like there's there's a gentle massaging of the current of water moving across the land that over the course of time, it massages like a new pathway for the water to flow, right? But how often in our lives do we, instead of having a, an ongoing and consistent massaging of energy to create a new pathway, instead we inconsistently drop giant bombs on that same area that we're trying to erode, only to realize the destruction that's left in, in the wake of all of that. Um, so it's, it's a flowing like a river in non-resistance is very much a consistent massaging effort to create new pathways, new life, new habitual patterns, new ways of thinking, right? Where um, if we dropped a bomb on, on something like say in the body, like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this big pose and I'm going to do it right now. And in order to do that, I know that I'm just going to have to rip my shoulder apart. Like I'm literally going to tear my shoulder labrum so I can do this posture right this moment rather than nurturing it, massaging it and working it, modifying it a little bit every day, you know, or something like this over the course of time to create an easy opening that is a natural thing. You know, when you drop a bomb on your shoulder, you're going to be in a place of like having to heal that shoulder for three to four months. And maybe potentially it doesn't even ever get back to a place where it can receive new growth in the same way that it could before, you know, we drop the bomb on it. Same idea, you know, if, if a river is, is, is looking to create a new tributary or a new pathway, it's just going to keep flowing that direction. It's going to gently massage. A river isn't going to drop a bomb. Like, you know, if you think about that, like, or, or we see a, let's say, we'll put it in better metaphorical conditions than this. So we see a river that's creating a new creek and we like that as humans. And so we're like, oh, we're going to help this creek and drop this bomb on this area so that it creates a new pathway and, and, and so that it digs a hole, a new ravine so that we can make this water flow. This is what we call a canal right <laughs> and and if we did that in that sort of a violent sort of way we would destroy uh, all of the growth all around it to the point where it would have to rebuild itself before it could really establish a new pattern a new way a new kind of flowing and so you know we as humans we have a tendency to be a little inconsistent with our efforts until we recognize that consistency in a gentle way over the course of time is much more powerful than pounding on something inconsistently or worse pounding on something very consistently you know how many times have you pounded on something very consistently and you're like why am i not seeing any any reward why am i not seeing seeing any gain here well, because you can't pound on anything assuming that forcefulness is going to make anything happen. You know, like if you're constant, like I say in the, in the yoga practice, in the yoga asana, if you're constantly pounding on your body, 
your nervous system is going to push back. Like it's just not going to receive that. It's abuse, you know. Like if you constantly, you know, beat up your kid to try to make him empty the dishwasher better, do you think that's going to make him empty the dishwasher better? No, he's just going to resist you. He's just going to start like hating you, you know. Like that's kind of how that's going to go. And so when we when we operate in the world and try to create new pathways, new patterns of thinking, new habits. We have to just be consistent and mindful and like one foot in front of the other and just keep on going. And this is what's going to create a sense of grace in our lives and a sense of true movement. Okay. And then the other part of this is the stories and the things that get in our way of doing this, right? We all have stories. We all have limited beliefs until we don't. But here's where the abundance mindset comes in and the, the attitude of gratitude. So, you know, I think to myself, it would be nice since the universe and all of my spirit guides seem to want me to do a lot of amazing things in service to the world. I think about how it would be really helpful if I had a more significant uh, river flowing of, of energetic exchange in the, in, the, in the form of money, in the form of finances. And like money flows, money flows. I, you know, I, as I say it right now in, in the sense of abundance, I'm a bit of a money magnet. Um, but what I would be grateful for, and this is how I, I word it and this is how I speak of it, what I am grateful for is for the universe and for, for all of the energy and output that I ex- experience in my life, I'm grateful for the continued influx of, of more of this exchange of commerce so that I can do more of this service in the world. So I'm grateful for what I don't necessarily have yet coming to me or I am grateful for that which is coming to me but I haven't quite seen manifest yet. And that's that's how we manifest and that's how we create abundance in our lives. It's being grateful for what we know is coming but we don't quite have yet. It's knowing and and moving past our limiting beliefs and finding a sense of like, the understanding that that the world that god that consciousness that the universe whatever you want to call it is like santa claus if you simply understand that it is here for you it is not here to punish you it is here to give you everything that you want as long as everything that you want is aligned with greatest and highest good that's the hard part though i would suggest that that aligning oneself with greatest and highest good can be a very challenging thing to do like, what does that mean? How do I know? What, what is greatest and highest good? Does that include just me? Does it include everybody? Am I the determiner of what the greatest, highest good is for the collective? No, absolutely not, you know. But when we practice and when we lessen our uh, grip on the world, once we lessen our demands, once we lessen our preferences, once we let go of what's right and wrong and good and bad a little bit, to, to realize that what we want and what is good for us may be different things. And letting go of what we want that isn't good for us is the first step in really understanding abundance, um, as well as finding a sense of acceptance. When we accept that our desires aren't always aligned with our greatest and highest good then we can align more with our greatest and highest good and then we can make choices for ourselves that allow for the more of the flowing of abundance the flowing of all of the things that we want in our lives and that's a really big deal 
So in yoga, in the classical yoga, the 12th sutra of the first book of the Yoga Sutras discusses the pillars of the yoga practice and understanding what it is and what it is that we're doing. And that is when we practice, then the natural byproduct of practice is non-attachment. Okay, some people think that non-attachment is this forceful thing where you just like push everything away. And that's not what it is. Um, you, you, at, at the beginning, you think that that's what you have to do because you're like, oh, well, if I want to practice yoga, I can't smoke cigarettes. So I'm going to have to push cigarettes away. Or if I want to practice yoga, like I'm going to have to quit eating meat or something. And so I have to push meat away, even though it's maybe what my body needs to keep me healthy. Um, like, you know, there's a lot of things that we do that may or may not be aligned with our greatest and highest good that we push forcefully away where that's not practice and that's not non-attachment either, <laughs> right? Um, because pushing away is, is, is resistance, right? Whenever we push anything away, that's resistance. It's not non-attachment. There's a big difference between these two things. So let's just take a deep breath and sit with that for a moment. Like, strong arming something is not non-attachment. Strong arming something is resistance. It's non-acceptance. Non-attachment is a natural byproduct of practice. So it always comes back to practice. I know, I know, I know. And that can be like so irritating, especially when you're uh, kind of first starting out with things um, and wanting so so desperately to like get all the things and feel all the things and be involved in all this. Um, but, but practice does need to be in place for a good period of time um, before non-attachment really takes hold. Now that's not to say that you don't have things that fall off your, your body, your mind as you, as you dive into your practice um, and as you're still kind of cultivating the establishment of practice. Any, any practice of any spiritual type that is a daily practice um, is going to start lessening your grip on things. Um, stuff, oftentimes it's like the, the, the stuff like cigarettes and junk food and alcohol and, um, you know, the things that are just straight up not healthy for us. And like, we can just feel it in our bodies. Like, oh, well, it's a lot harder for me to practice yoga once I've, you know, eaten pork chops and milkshakes, like then going to, going to the yoga shala and practicing and trying to be light is really, really hard. And you know what? In this case, my yoga practice is more important than pork chops and milkshakes. So here we go. You know, and that's a natural byproduct. It's not like I'm pushing it away. It's not like I'm saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's more important. My priority is my practice here. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to act uh, accordingly to my priorities in that way. And, and then... And then your priorities start to become your practice more and more too, where you're like, oh, this is my priority. And that's not to say that I don't want that other thing, but my priority is this and I can only do so many things in a certain day, you know, like that. And that's how over the course of time then, like say it's, um, let's just say like uh, casual sex. Casual sex is, is not something that's good for us. Um, and it's not aligned with the spiritual path. So um, let's just say like your priorities for the, the day are, uh, you know, you show up to your, your yoga class or your home practice. Um, you show up for your meditation cushion, you do that. And then you have your priorities like work and family and friends. And so then all of a sudden you do that and you do that and you prioritize that. And casual sex is then no longer, you can't fit it into your day anymore. 
you know, and, and all of the, the what goes into to doing that. It just no longer aligns. And it's not like you've pushed it away, but you just don't have time for it anymore. And then you wake up and you realize, hey, I haven't had casual sex in four years because and then I look back, you know, I don't uh, not not a. Yeah. <laughs> but we look back on these things and we think, oh, you know, oh, my goodness. Uh, like I didn't like I haven't done that in in how many years and like I don't miss it at all like it wasn't good for me and then and then you can even look back and say huh I wonder why I was doing that oh well I don't wonder you know I was doing that to fill a void that my practices and my relationships of people that I care about deeply um, have have really filled in that gap that I once had in my life like I've I've naturally filled that gap with things that are good for me like that that's that's a good way to kind of look at it um but with that said you know i don't know as i take a sip of my tea i don't know how anybody would do it without a practice i don't know how you could with without without a daily practice it seems like it would be really 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 hard to um to eliminate things that are not healthy and then therefore to claim a more abundant mindset and to feel the flow of life, you know, working underneath, flowing like a river, accepting and allowing for anything that comes our way with a sense of grace and ease and, and all of this. So practice is important. But, you know, practice doesn't necessarily have to be as I uh, put it forth. I, I, when I talk about practice, I'm talking about my practice and the practices that I teach that I know for sure work. Um, but there are plenty of other practices that work too. And mindfulness is a good one. You know, mindfulness goes along with all of this too. Mindfulness is a, it's kind of a moment by moment throughout every uh, conscious moment that we have throughout the day we're, we're considering. And so, you know, you could probably have a mindfulness practice and, and then do other things that are healthy in your life. And that can also create this openness. But for sure, it requires awareness, some level of awareness and the development of awareness. Nobody's born with like a humongous sense of awareness or consciousness because we're human. And as long as we need food and water, even if we only need it once a month, we're susceptible to human karmas. And that's just the way it is. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Um, we are human and therefore we are susceptible to human stuff. And the, the more we are out in the world, the more we're potentially hooked out. So as, as householder seekers, as householder spiritual people, you know, we're out in the world, we're doing the things, we're, um, we're restraining ourselves to a level that works for us to uphold our spiritual values. But th that's not to say that going out into the world isn't part of the practice too, you know? Every time I leave my house where it's quiet and chill and graceful and the energy is amazing, um, I, I put on just a teensy bit of armor and I know that, um, that there's, a, there's a development to that to understand openness and the flow of abundance and the flowing like a river and non-resistance as well as understanding that I'm a vulnerable, open-hearted, wild woman who, who, um, who can't be fully out there well, like this is where I am in my capacity, you know, I, I can't be fully open and out in the world because there's a potential for me to get hooked in a way that is going to potentially be a setback for me. You know, I'm still there in that place a little bit and I'm acknowledging that and that's totally fine. I wish for and I, I am grateful for 
at some point, probably soon in my life, where I'm not going to have to protect myself hardly at all when I go out into the world because I trust that no matter what circumstance or situation that I'm in, I'm going to make the right decision for my greatest and highest good, staying aligned with the current, with the path, with the flow of life, and finding a sense of abundance and gratitude and grace all along the way. And that's a big part of it. Um, but a lot of this means that I'm not telling myself stories. I'm not telling myself limited things. I don't say that I can't do anything. I don't say that there's that this thing that I want isn't out there for me. Like, like that would every time in my life that I have spoken something like that, I've almost immediately gotten that exact storyline um, displayed for me as truth. So we manifest our reality based on how we think and how we speak. So if you say like I've I've got some you know I've got a couple of students and friends right now who are out there in the dating world looking to to find their person and and have a baby you know have a couple of babies have a family it's a beautiful thing um, I highly highly recommend being in relationship and having a family having children they're very grounding they're very powerful they trigger us in ways that promote growth they are catalysts for growth. They are beautiful, beautiful representations and reflections of ourselves in the world that we can take really good care of. It's like having your inner child right here outside of you. You know, it's it's a, it's a beautiful way to to grow is by having children, and um, uh, and and so then there's this self-limiting belief out there, especially for a couple of women that I know. It's like, oh well, it's never going to happen for me. I'm I'm just never going to find anybody, and I'm not going to be able to do this. And, and, I, and I'm like, hey, I understand I, and I empathize with you and I love you and I adore you, but hey, you're like 32 years old. <laughs> and, um, and just trust. Trust and, and, and fake it till you make it even if you have to, where you say out loud, I'm grateful for this person who is going to come into my life and make it more magical than it already is and who's going to help me in graceful gracefully uh, find a sense of family and children in this life easy it's a sense of it's just rewiring your your thoughts and the way you speak and the way you talk to yourself and as soon as you do that stuff starts to come your way like almost immediately like try it in your life once and I'm not talking about manifestation or the secret or anything that's that's I what I'm talking about is is just how to flow like a river and how to find a sense of abundance. And, and you know, I'll be very honest with you, this is a little bit of, aligned with the Taoist tradition of, of being in the flow of life and not fighting it. You know, not getting going to the airport and walking opposite the moving walk. Like how many times in our lives, how many times in your life, how many times in my life, I tell you, I've walked on that, I've walked on the wrong side of that moving walk so many times in my life that my legs freaking hurt, <laughs> you know, and I'm just not wanting to do that. And I, and I catch myself with my limiting beliefs occasionally knowing like, oh, I don't even want to think that. I, like if I think that, that's what I'm going to get. So I know I ain't going to say that. I ain't going to think that. I'm going to rewire immediately. So like if you do feel yourself in a, in a limiting pattern or a limiting belief system or say limiting thoughts or, or, or complaining about life, like, oh, women, we are so good at complaining. Like we're so awesome at complaining. But how can we just stop that? 
rewire things and realize how much power we have to influence our own realities based on simply how we think and how we speak. Now again, it comes back to the level of awareness. Like in order to to slow down the thoughts, to rewire the thoughts, to rewire the words, we've got to be aware, we've got to be present, you know? And how do you do that? Well, you gotta practice. You get a mindfulness, yoga, meditation, really, really, really helps to slow down the, the thoughts. And if you have the racing thoughts problem, I understand, I had that one time too. And, and so it's just one day at a time, you know, that's where you create new patterns in the mind. You stop the racing, racing thoughts by massaging a slower uh, way of thinking, a slower mode of operation over the course of time, just like a river slowly erodes earth to eventually create something as majestic and powerful as like the Colorado River in the Grand Canyon. You know, it all it all just kind of happens that way. It, there's a slow erosion of, of movement that eventually creates a big, powerful flow of energy. And that's what we're looking for when it's when we're talking about the flow of abundance. Abundance being whatever you want it to be that's aligned with your greatest and highest good. So coming back to practice, coming back to more awareness, you find this for yourself. I find this for myself. And then and then we're we adapt ourselves to recognize how much it works, A. And then we learn, okay, this is how we're gonna do this now. We're not gonna do it the old way. And it, you know, it, it takes what, like three or four weeks or six weeks or something to create a new pattern in the brain. And and if just, you know, so if we can think about a lifetime of flowing of abundance, flowing like a river, feeling a sense of joy and ease in our lives and, and a sense of non-resistance and acceptance to everything that comes our way, you know, if we can if we can rewire our brains to figure that out in a matter of like four to six weeks, that's that's totally worth. It's totally worth it. Absolutely. So I've been talking to my students a lot, especially in the last couple of weeks, about this very thing and understanding it in these terms. And um, and a lot of it has, you know, as I look across the board, as I look at my energy work and some of my energy clients, what's coming up over and over again is just a resistance to life. A resistance to this, a resistance to that. Uh, no, I have to do it this way. Oh no, my moral standards suggest that I must do it this way. I can't do it that way. I don't like it that way. All right, well, if that's the case, then the only obstacle is you. Let's do, let's do another deep breath, ready? We like to think that we are stuck or that there's something else in the world that isn't being given up to us that we deserve. This is one of the ways that we resist and that we create our own blockages in our bodies. We create energetic blockages. We create physiological blockages. We create dis-ease in our bodies when we are resistant to life when we are resistant to what comes upon us I mean everybody likes it when things are easy like come on I like it when things are easy I like it when things come easily when things flow when things are but the but when things flow easily for me it's not because things are flowing easily for me it's because I am operating from a place where things can come easily it means I'm not pushing away something that I don't like so much. And I'll tell you, I have, especially in the last couple of weeks in my life, if you had 
like if I'm, it's a little too personal to be sharing on this podcast, but like there are several absolute ginormous things in my life that I am so challenged with that, that if I were to look at my life now, um, you know, three years ago, I would be like, there's no way I would ever be able to handle those like four or five things all at the same time. There's no way I would die. I would get cancer. I would fall over death. Like, I, you know, I would just, there's no way that three years ago, Lindsay could fathom what I'm accepting in my life today based on shame, based on stories, based on, you know, self-limiting beliefs, based on old patterns, based on ingrained, like, parental structures and inner critics and all of these things that get in the way of our acceptance and non-resistance to life. But the stories that I could tell you right now are some of the biggest things in life, some of the biggest things in life I'm, I'm, I'm looking at right now and I'm working with in the realm of acceptance. And I'll tell you that my, my sense about things is that <laughs> that just means that my capacity is growing, which means the next handful of completely absurd things that could come up in my life that I could potentially like hate um, will just get more, more intense or, or, or more crazy seemingly, you know, like it'll just get to be more as my capacity expands. And I do see it that way um, because, you know, I've, I've, I've experienced a lot of things that I've found acceptance with and once you find acceptance then everything just flows easily and and you end up getting what it what it is that you want based on your greatest and highest good um and and to just to know that is a really really powerful thing because it gives you the courage and uh, the bravery and and the chutzpah and and the power and the energy that you need to to hold firm in acceptance uh when when potentially challenging things come our way that we just can't deal with um that's not to say that there's not going to be an obstacle that I just like ah that I that, that I strong arm that I push away like I'm sure there's going to be something in the future especially since I'm saying that there's something you know and here it is right here if I potentially if I said this is where it goes you know this is like, as I kind of just go through my conscious like dialogue here I can see how my own well I'm sure that I'm going to get something harder soon or I could say I am grateful for the increased capacity that is continuing to happen for me that will allow me to accept anything that comes my way. Um, and also to know like that my powers of manifestation of abundance in my life are so strong that I can have it any way I want. And depending on how I say it out loud, how I ask for what I'm looking for out loud and how I align myself to my greatest and highest good is really going to be the ter determining factor of what comes next um, in my life. And no doubt the choices, and I talk, what if I talk about the handful of things that are really challenging my life right now that I'm looking to accept and, and just find grace with, I've, um, I've definitely manifested these challenges based on limiting beliefs, you know, prior to now that leading up to this, like all of this stuff has, has, has been manifest based upon what I said that I didn't want <laughs> six months, three years, 10 years ago. Like that's just how it goes. And yes, I am having this like realization in real time on this podcast of thinking, oh, wow, I created all of this. Right. Of course I did. Duh. <laughs> uh, 
And this is one of the delightful ways that we can really learn from our own selves. Oh, what a wonderful way to, to express this podcast is to be able to come to my own realizations in real time and have you hear it because it's such a powerful thing. There's, there's nothing in life that we don't manifest. We create our obstacles. We create our, our, our acceptance. We determine based on what we think what's going to happen or what's not going to happen. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a really good learning experience to like not talk about things that you don't want and not talk about things that you don't like and not complain about people and not judge. You know, anytime you do any of that stuff, it just immediately comes right back on you. And uh, so, you know, that's where it goes back to the golden rule, like treat people the way you want to be treated um, and treat yourself the way you wish to treat other people on the other side of that, which is a very important same si other side of the same coin, right? Like that. So, you know, moving forward to what acceptance is, is when you accept something, you accept it truly 100%. When you accept a human, you accept them with all their flaws, even the things that are really challenging for you. You accept who they are, you accept what they do, even if those things are hurtful. And and this none of this is, you know, really even, I've not even touched on the idea of emotions and the, the processing of things as stuff comes along. Acceptance doesn't mean you don't feel emotion. <laughs> Acceptance means that you accept it and you process your own emotions about it, whether they're negative or positive, um, and that's that's our own responsibility. It's like it, you know, like let's talk about one of these handful of things that I'm I'm really challenged with right now, that I myself created. Now, as I look at it, like I created this. Oh my gosh, right? Of course. And and then I have to be willing in that space um, to process my emotions and take responsibility for what I've created and process my emotions um, so that my emotions are not directed at anyone else who may play a role in this kind of thing, this situation that I've created in my life. Like, it's not your fault. I created this. I have emotions about it. It makes me sad. It makes me angry. It makes me frustrated. It may, you know, like all of these things, all these emotions that I feel. Um, but these emotions are my emotions to deal with and to process. And, and that's one way that we can practice acceptance is to recognize our role that we play in creating everything in our lives and then our role in processing our emotions to get through it to the other side of acceptance and recognition and realization that hey you know this is karma <laughs> and then and then we have motivation to burn as much karma as we possibly can while also ensuring that we're not creating so much karma you know i'm one of these people like I'm a little crazy sometimes, I'll tell you. Um, throughout the day, uh, most most days, and I wake up in the morning with the intention to do this, is um, how many, I'm gonna count the karmas that I create in a day. I'm gonna, be as, I'm gonna be so aware today and so mindful that I'm gonna be able to be aware of the number of karmas that I create in a day. In other words, that I'm gonna be so aware of the actions put forth by my ego like the things that I want, things that are not aligned with greatest and highest good create karma, okay? So I, so then I have to be in charge of my mind to the point of discerning what is great, greatest and highest good and what is not greatest and highest good. And when I do things, when I catch myself doing things not aligned with greatest and highest good, I put a little notch, I'm like, oh, there's one. 
there's 50, there's 70, you know, whatever it is throughout the day. And, uh, you know, like if I can get through a day with like less than 50 or something, then I'm like, all right, well, that wasn't too bad, you know, and like good job and good, good awareness and good practice. And, and, and let's wake up tomorrow and do it all over again and see if we can do less in a day, you know, and, and, and it's just, it's a practice. It's not bad or good or right or wrong. It's just like, I'm doing as best as I could in any given moment and 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 that's all that any of us can really do is the best that we can right and that's the idea so acceptance is not like I love the fact that my heart is breaking in this current moment it's not like that it's more like it's okay this too and thank you for the opportunity to learn from this experience and grow from this experience and to find a sense of calm, serene, river-like flowing movement that allow for me to just roll with the punches or just float in the surf and, and, and not worry about which direction it carries me, knowing that the current is going a particular way, you know, and knowing that I might not get there as fast as I want to, or I might not get there in the way that I want to, or I might not get there you know, in, in my, this particular time frame that I want or blah, 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 blah. But inevitably the acceptance is recognizing that I trust, that I let go and that I accept everything that comes my way, knowing that everything that comes my way is a new opportunity to, to grow and learn and have more acceptance for more things to come down the road. What a beautiful thing, right? And what a, what a, what a thing to like empower us and to like to be grateful for when we're grateful we 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 get more of what we're grateful for you know and so i'm grateful for the dozen or 15 people that are going to be coming to my house for thanksgiving and for all of the coziness and i'm grateful for the beautiful relationships in my life that are growing and, and nurturing and, and budding and getting bigger and g getting more bigger, you know, like I'm, I'm grateful for my son and his development and finding himself at a deeper level than I ever thought he possibly could at age 11 and, and understanding and growing and finding firmness and confidence in himself. I'm grateful for the flow of commerce that's coming my way for the flow of students that have been influxing into the shala in amazing ways. I'm grateful for all of this to continue to build and flow. And with the momentum that it has now, it's only going to get more and more prolific. And wowza, what does that mean for my life ahead? I'm so, so flippin' excited. And so I hope that this has been really insightful and beautiful for you. And I hope that it instills in you the understanding that you are so powerful in your life to determine your reality. And, and focusing on what you want, focusing on what you love, focusing on what you're seeking in this life is going to be the most glorious way to, to find yourself. And we do this with the help of others, no doubt, but mostly we do it within ourselves. Nobody can tell us what to think or say except for us. So hooray for that, and thank goodness and thank goddess for that. I love you all. I'm grateful for you all. Keep listening. Keep passing this on. I'm not on social media. <laughs> so if you, would, if you are inspired by this podcast, please put it on social media. Spread the word. Um, I feel like there are some good things to, to be 
disseminated in the world by all of this and um and the, the more goodness we can put out in the world the more the world will respond in a goodness sort of way so be grateful be accepting flow like a river and um, and happy thanksgiving everyone and as always if you want to get in touch with me you can google yoga shala carbro i love to hear from my people i love to hear from you if you want to get a coffee if you want to get a dinner if you want to fly me across the country i'll be happy to to talk to anybody or to teach anybody anything that they might want to know based on my level of experience and within my capacity and i and i love to do so so get in touch uh share 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 and and happy 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 thanksgiving everyone i love you i love you i love you <laughs>